G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it, it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25-year-old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi and welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater. Today we're chatting with Cole Richards, who is the CEO of Voice of the Martyrs in the USA. We're in Seoul, Korea, and we've been listening to some amazing speakers at the International Voice of the Martyrs Conference. Uh, Cole, tell us a bit of your story. Where were you born and raised? Yeah, I was born and raised in the north and the mountain west of the US. Mm -hmm. So Colorado, Wyoming, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Okay, and did you have like a religious upbringing? Yeah, I had an interesting religious upbringing mm. because we were originally Roman Catholic. Uh, historically, in our family, we were Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. And then when I was young, uh, we left Catholicism and kind of went on this journey to uh, figure out biblical Christianity. Mm-hmm. You know, so just seeking to live according to God's word. And so I was raised in that environment, which mm-hmm. was really wonderful. And so um, I had a, an upbringing of studying the Bible, taking it seriously, being a witness for Christ. And was there a conversion experience or just a gradual thing? Yeah, well, uh, by the time I was age 10, I, uh, you know, was, uh, you know, believed deeply in Christ, uh, was baptized. Um, And then, yeah, uh, since then, I really had a a heart and passion to be a witness for Christ Mm -hmm. and share faith with others. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I I really did have a a good Christian upbringing and walked with the Lord, you know, my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And tell us what you did after school. Did you study or work or? Yeah, so uh, I became an engineer and then joined the U.S. Air Force. So mm-hmm. I was a, an Air Force officer. And at some point in, in that time, uh, the Lord really changed everything about me. So I, I say that he rewired every, you know, rewired my brain and, mm-hmm. and my desires and everything yeah. to have a heart for uh, advancing the gospel on Missions Frontiers. Mm-hmm. And tell us a bit about your transition into ministry. Yeah, so uh, as an engineer and Air Force officer, I went through seminary and prepared myself and did some pastoring and some things like that uh, so that I could prepare to leave military and, and uh, that career to be in, in world missions. And mm-hmm. uh, that would lead to us living and working in uh, the Middle East um, and then coming on with the Voice of the Martyrs in 2006. So I've been with VOM for 17 years. Wow, okay, fantastic. Now, how many staff do you guys have in the U.S.? Yeah, so now it's 340, and, and that's from 40 nationalities and working in, uh, based in 40 countries uh, and serving in 70. Mm, amazing. And for those who don't know about Voice of the Martyrs, tell us, what do you guys do? Yeah, so we were founded by uh, persecuted Christians Richard and Spina Wormbrand, who uh, suffered for their faith and faithful witness. Um, and really, when they, they were imprisoned in Romania, when they came to the West, 
their, what was in their heart was to see the body of Christ united. Mm. So to see Christians who are suffering, those who are imprisoned for, for Christ, mm. those who suffer for their faith and witness, be um, in fellowship with the larger body of Christ mm. around mm. the world. I say God's great family. Mm. You know, to see mm. God's great family united and on mission. Mm. And um, when that happens, we can serve persecuted Christians in their time of need, but then they inspire us with their faith, their example, their faith, their witness. Yeah. And so it's really the richness of uh, fellowship and relationship among members of the body of Christ that we're talking. Mm, amazing. Just love the ministry of uh, Voice of the Martyrs and meeting people from different nations and hearing their stories. It's really impacted me on this trip. Now, we've just walked out from hearing a young man share his story of defecting from North Korea. And we have to be careful not to give away too much information, of course, but um, are you able to just unpack a little bit of his story and the highlights? Because I'm still spinning a bit about hearing his story. Right. Can you just share that with everyone? <laughs> yeah, I think something that's neat mm. to say, because I'm a first-hand witness of this myself. So working with persecuted Christians from around the world for mm. 17 years, um, I've worked, I've met with, um, served, and worked with Christians from every nation mm. uh, that is difficult and dangerous for faith. Mm. So I think it's wonderful for everyone to be encouraged by the fact that we have brothers and sisters in Christ in every country in the world, Amazing. including the most uh, restricted mm. nations, which North Korea is. You know, yeah. North Korea is the, the most um, restricted, meaning the government opposes faith there more than anywhere else in the world. Mm. But I've also been able to work with Christians inside Iran, Afghanistan, mm. in the Arabian Peninsula, all these different places. Mm. Uh, so God's great family exists in every country in the mm. world. God mm. is moving in every country in the world. Mm. Mm. Um, obviously, there's bad news in these countries, in, in the fallen world, in the temporal world, but God's eternal purposes are being worked out in mm. every one of these places. So mm. this brother is an example of that. Yeah, yeah. It was an example of someone who was raised since birth to uh, serve a, not only a dictator, but a dictator who set, who sets himself up as a god yeah. in his nation there in North Korea, and now he's come to faith, mm. has a heart to uh, witness, to be a witness there in North Korea, mm. to lead others who are really trapped and lost and imprisoned in that mm. system. Mm. Uh, so it's what an encouragement, right, mm. to see something like that. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. And I understand that Voice of the Matters USA is printing a story. Right. Uh, about his testimony? Yeah, and Voice Matters Australia will as well. Yeah, great, okay. In their magazine, yeah. All right, so that'll be available at some stage. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was just so impressed with, uh, you know, the, the moment he said, when he came to the Lord, um, he felt the Lord say to him, you know, the scars that you have in your hands and in your face, because he'd been in this fire and he'd been burned, he'd been in hospital for seven months, just horrific, his story. He said, this, the Lord said to him, the scars on your hands and your face, I see them, I know every one of them, and you're beautiful to me. Yeah, and, oh. and, and you are my son. And you are my son. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. You know, to think about how he had been brainwashed his entire life, defected, escaped, you know, the whole story is heartbreaking. But then when he came to the Lord and the Lord spoke to him directly. Yeah, amen and gave him that revelation. It you know, brought tears to my eyes. I was just so moved to hear his story. And so I'm still reeling a little bit. And so, so just unpack for me, uh, you know, when you guys see someone 
come to the Lord out of that, they really need to be reprogrammed, don't they? Yeah. How do you guys deal with that with people? Yeah, yeah so uh, really we need to take the situation for lost people seriously. Yeah. You know, so um, we're not talking politics or anything like that. We're mm. talking about the deepest things about this man and everyone in North Korea's identity. Yeah. Um, because he was trained since birth to understand that his only value was in service of mm. a dictator. Mm. Um, and that's the only meaning and purpose in his life. Mm. His only identity was that. So, of course, to be set free from that, which he called idolatry, rightly called idolatry. Yeah. You know, so to be set free from uh, just being lost in that way mm. and, and purposeless and, and, you know, idolatrous to understanding himself, his identity as a child of mm. the living God. Mm. And really, this is the situation for lost people everywhere. But mm. in these nations, it's really profound and, and specific. Mm. And to see the power of the gospel to set people free, mm. you know, mm. again, he, like you said, he was programmed, he was indoctrinated or brainwashed since mm. birth to only know yeah. this falsehood. Mm. And the fact that the gospel can set him free from that mm. and to see what, the truth that he walks in now, it, it's mm. a wonderful, beautiful, uh, you know, demonstration of what our faith is all about. Yeah. And the other highlight for me was when he then showed a photo of his wife and his son. And I just thought, wow, God can restore the years that the enemy's stolen, you know? What the enemy meant for evil, God can turn for good. I was just so impressed um, with his presentation. And, uh, you know, it just goes to show, you know, God can save anyone, God can rescue anyone. And then he, he kind of finished up just then by saying, you know, part of his vision is, you know, he's doing Bible college. He wants to, he's praying and believing for reunification right. between South and North. And he wants to go and preach the gospel in North Korea. Um, you know, you'd think in the flesh, you'd want to get as far away from that place as right. possible, wouldn't you? Yeah. But he feels called to go back. That's, that's right, yeah. Instead of, uh, you know, escaping from North Korea to find comfort and safety mm. in things in this world, he already has, you know, a complete plan and vision to pursue yeah. um, eternal objectives of mm. the Great Commission. Mm. It's wonderful. Mm. Now, I'd love to get your thoughts on one of the other speakers we heard from Somalia. Mm. Now, I didn't know much about Somalia, but it is, I think, the second uh, most, pers one of, you know, one of the top most right, persecuted right. nations in the world behind North Korea. Um, what was your takeaways from the presentation uh, from the speaker from Somalia? Yeah, you know, so in North Korea, the government is the main persecutor. Others will participate with mm. that. In Somalia, your own family and your own community, if you're a Muslim and come to faith, you know, uh, you can suffer violence and even death at the hands mm. of your own family members and certainly of your tribe and, and mm. community uh, because they're also, you know, truly lost in yeah. the sense that they're completely devoted to Islam. It's mm. an extremely radicalized version of Islam. Mm. Um, and yet we're seeing many Muslims come to faith out of that background mm. and to pay the price to do that, mm. which is really important. Mm. You know, it's, it's one thing to see conversions happen generally. Now we're talking about conversions to Christ that happen where people know that they'll lose everything. Mm. They'll lose their job, their, their family, their standing within the tribe. Mm. Um, and maybe even their lives for coming to Christ, and yet we're seeing that happen. Mm, mm. Now, one of the things I love to do as a pastor and as a radio guy is collect stories. And, you know, of course, Jesus was a great storyteller. Um, 
Have you got any good stories for us that you can share from the field to inspire those yeah. uh, watching and listening? Yeah, so, uh, you know, this story, I hope, will illustrate what we can mean for each other in the larger body of Christ. Mm. You know, what, um, this is going to be a story about Nigeria. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Christians in the U.S. or Christians in Australia um, who aren't likely to travel abroad or do things like that, what can you mean to the larger body of Christ? So, um, one thing is just prayers. Mm. Um, but also sharing the stories and then being able to help and serve them in their time of need. So this is a story about a sister named Rebecca. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rebecca was the daughter of a pastor and she had a brother. And um, this is in Nigeria where radical Muslims were running over um, Christian villages. Um, they would come into Christian villages and if they just drove out the Christians, that was you know the the nice situation because mm. really what they would usually do would be to come into the village capture the christians and then kill one at a time the, the men in the village or uh, even worse they would um, remove a limb mm. from each of the men in the village to leave them behind as a uh, burden mm. on the community so this is really vicious yeah. this is as nasty as it gets uh tremendously vicious so um, Rebecca, her brother, and her father, the pastor, were uh, in one of these village attacks. Um, Rebecca was uh, far enough away she escaped. Um, her father was killed in the attack, and the uh, radical Muslims had thought they had killed her brother too, and he came uh, to consciousness at the bottom of a pile of bodies. Oh my goodness. And, uh, but he lived. <laughs> so after following the attack, mm. he came back to consciousness from his injuries, um, and I'll talk more about him in a second. Mm. Uh, so, but uh, this, we met this precious sister, Rebecca, when she was college-aged because she had just started a nursing program. And in, in the north of Nigeria, it's really special for any uh, girl at all to have higher education. So this is a, a, you know, a young woman who has studied really hard, worked really hard, was very exceptional in the, in the sense that she had pursued education and was becoming a nurse. But now this family found themselves in a situation where um, the father uh, has, has been uh, killed. Um, the uh, young man who's the son is severely injured mm. and just survived this traumatic attack. Mm. And now Rebecca, though she escaped being injured in the attack, has no uh, financial support. Um, you know, they, we, they find themselves in this situation and the entire Christian community had been had suffered this kind of attack. Mm -hmm. So we were able to serve them. And years later now, you know, about 10 years later, uh, now because of the love and concern of the larger body of Christ, uh, we were able to help Rebecca finish nursing school when she serves today. Oh, yeah. um, we were able to help them be restored from the emotional trauma and, and things that they faced. Um, Rebecca's brother uh, has followed in his father's footsteps to be a pastor serving oh, yeah. and ministers serving in, in great difficulty and so you know you see this is just a picture of the body of Christ in action we can uh, know about these precious brothers and sisters we can serve them in their time of great need uh, we can stand with them uh, whether it's our prayers for them sharing their stories or providing the practical assistance I described all of that mm. are, are ways we can be a meaningful fellowship and relationship with them mm. um, when God's family when the body of Christ acts this way, it glorifies God. Mm. It's a witness of Christ to the lost world. Uh, this is this is a beautiful, wonderful picture of really 
on his way to the cross, Christ prayed that all those who believed on him would be completely united, mm. would be in complete unity. And if that was true, the world would know we were Christ's disciples. Amen. And the loss would be won. So yeah, stories like this, they, they show not the work of an organization, the Voice yeah. of the Martyrs, but the beauty and reality of the Bible. Well, I've been so impressed. So many stories I'm hearing of, you know, different parts of the world where you guys are going undercover, really. You're going into all these places where it's very dangerous. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys here that won't let me interview them and, and can't, you know, show their faces or show their names or anything because they're, they're under serious threat as well. Um, it's kind of opposite to the West, you know. In the West, you want to be known, you know. That's right. And it's kind of countercultural, which is just, you know, it's so amazing, the work that you guys do. I just love it. Um, and lastly, before we wrap up, you guys have got... VOM Radio, a guy named Todd Nettleton, yeah, yeah. does a podcast and everything. How's that all uh, working? Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> we have a program that's now on about 1,200 radio stations nationwide in the U.S., which awesome. we're really excited about. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, lots of the listeners consume that digitally yep. you know, through a podcast or on our uh, mobile app. Cool. And that and our magazine and other things we do, it's really just a mechanism to build this fellowship I was describing. Go so ahead. that. Christians in, in the U.S. and other mm. countries can get to know their Christian family members in places like Nigeria or North Korea or wherever um, and build that fellowship and unity. It's a beautiful thing. Very cool. Well, I've downloaded the VOM USA app and I'm going to check out the podcast. And um, so good to see you guys utilizing media to reach the world as well. And uh, it's been awesome to hear your story, mate. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Oh, well, thank you. Bless you. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. You'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater and my challenge to you now is to go and make history. Matt Prater's latest book is now available. History Makers, Devotions, Downloads and Dad Jokes. It will take you on a journey through God's Word and will hopefully give a few laughs along the way. It's just $15 plus postage. Order now at historymakersradio.com. Discounts available for bulk orders. The heart behind this book is to challenge people to get into the habit of daily devotions with Jesus. Find out more at historymakersradio.com. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.